I want to begin by thanking everybody for joining us and participating and celebrating the Simcha and Baruch Hashem to this week. It definitely adds to the Simcha the fact that everyone participates in it. It is well known that a Simcha shared is a Simcha, simcha doubled. In fact, that's why I think it's so appropriate on exactly this point to say I have a, a beautiful, beautiful idea that I heard maybe, I think, 12 years ago from my future Choshev M'chotun Rav Shimon Halashlita. The concept is here, so I'm just going to add a little bit of explanation on the way. We know in this week's parasha in Vayigash, it tells us the names of all the Shvatim and their children. And when we come to Binyamin, so the Torah here also tells us the name of Binyamin's children. Bela, Vecher, Ashbel, Kerev, Nam, and Achi, Barosh, Mopim, and Chopim, and Art. Okay, we could see it like all the other Shvatim, there were names. But over here, the Midrash tells us a beautiful, so to speak, story behind the names. Why Binyamin chose these names for his sons? And the Midrash tells us that when Yaakov, when the brothers came down to Mitzrayim with Binyamin and they meet Yosef, the Pasuk just says that Yosef wanted to cry, but he managed to control himself and he retired into his chamber to cry there. What caused Yosef to want to cry? So the Midrash is brought in Rashi, tells us the background to the story. Yosef notices Binyamin, and he asks him, tell me something. Did you get married? And Binyamin said, yes, I did. He says, do you have children? Yes, I have ten boys. And what are their names? So he tells him, the names of his ten sons, Bela and Becha and Ashbel, and Yosef says to those are strange names. Why did you choose those names for your sons? So Benjamin told him, actually I had an older brother. And he disappeared. And I named all my ten sons after him. Like the Gemara in Sotho explains one by one. Bela, Shenivla ben Umas. He was swallowed up by the nations. Becher, he was the Bukhar, he was the eldest. Rosh, he was my brother, he was my leader. Keira, he was, went into, he was in Sky, Bachsanya. He lived in an un, uncertain dwelling. Ashbel, Kel, he was taken to captivity. Naaman, he was known by Yosef, he was so sweet and so pleasant to me. Mupim and Chopim, Shanira Ilai Isi Chopasoi, Vuhuda Ra Chopasi. I never saw his Chop and he never saw mine. The Ard, here the Gemara says that he went Yarad, he went down to the goddess. Oh, Ard, it's Pan of Diamonds and Verit. His countenance was like a shining, like a rose. And if you see, therefore, out of the ten sons Binyamin had, all of them he called after Yosef, five of them 
he called after the, the beauty of Yosef or his relationship with Yosef and five of them to commemorate the Torah that Yosef went through. He was Nebla ben Omos, Sheshva Ekel, Uzgar Bachsanya, Vaard, he went down to the goddess. And the ones which talk about Yosef's Midas, he was Achi, Barash, he was Noim, Yoser. And I never saw his chop and he never saw mine. Now that's a strange thing to say. It's a strange thing to say because he didn't know if Yosef was alive. He didn't even know if Yosef got married. So out of all the things one can say about Yosef, why was the point he focused on? The fact that he never saw Yosef's chuppah, and Yosef never saw his. I will add another question also. When Yosef meets Binyamin, there are a lot of questions he could ask Binyamin. He hasn't met, seen him for years. Why is the first question he asks him, are you married, did you have children? But anyway, at this stage, when he hears these two names, that Yemen named the son after the fact that he never saw Yosef's chuppah, and Yosef never saw his, so that's when Yosef feels that he needs to cry. And the shah is what moved him so much. What was so emotional for him about that, that those two names of Yemen's sons? So, so on to this, I heard from Rabbi like I said previously, a beautiful Yusuf. You know, we have a Pasuk in Tehillim. In the Matoeva Manoim, Shevis Achim Gam Yachad. It's so beautiful. It's so special. When two brothers live together. And the Pasuk in Tehillim carries on, Kashemin Hatoev Hayerd Arazokon Zakan Aron. Like this, the Shemin Atov, the Shemin Amishcha, which flows down to the beard, the beard of Aaron. What's it referring to? It's referring, the Gemara tells us, to the day that Hashem told Moshe to appoint and to anoint Aaron, his brother, as a coin god. The way one was anointed as a coin god, the Shemin Amishcha was poured on his head. And that's what happened. Moshe pours the Shem Mishra on Aaron's head. And what happened was two drops of the Shem Mishra rolled down the sides of Aaron's face and lodged themselves on the two sides of his beard where they shone like two diamonds. And in the beginning, Aaron was concerned. And he thought maybe this was uh, inappropriate, so to speak, misuse of the Shem Mishra. Maybe this would be some form of me'ila. Misappropriation of something which was Kodesh. And Hashem reassures him not part of the splendor of the Kohen Gadol is the fact that he has a Shem Mishcha who has been anointed and these two drops of Shem Mishcha which shine in his beard were so to speak there to add to the glory to the splendor of Aaron HaKoyin. But there's an interesting thing. If you look at the Apostle carefully there seems to be an extra word. Kishem and Hatoif Hayerid Arazakon like a special oil which flowed down to the beard, Zakan Aaron, the beard of Aaron. And that seems a little bit unnecessary. I could have just said once, Kashem Ratayr Hayyad Aaron. Why does he have to repeat the word Zakan? 
Chazal tell us, how did Moshe Rabbeinu feel when he poured the Shem Lamishcha over his brother's head? When he appointed and consecrated Aaron Akoin as a Kohen Gadol? Moshe felt as if those two drops of oil, so to speak, had been his own beard. Moshe felt as if he was the same simcha that Aaron had at becoming the Kohen Gadol. So Moshe shared that simcha. And therefore the double Lashem. Really the two drops of Shemra Mishcha were Zukan Aaron. But Moshe felt the same simcha as, as, as if they had been Bizkanai. As if they had been Manhim. And the truth is Aaron Akoin has the same middle too. The Torah tells us that when Moshe was appointed as the leader and instructed to be the one to orchestrate Nitzis Mitzrayim, so Hashem tells him, Aaron Achicha, your brother, Verracha Vestamach Beliboy, he's going to feel the simcha, he's going to feel the satisfaction, he's going to feel the joy that you feel on becoming a leader. Aaron reflects that. Aaron was totally, so to speak, simcha with Moshe. And if we talk about the quintessential brothers, if we talk about the best relationship that there can be between brothers, we have Moshe and Aaron. And now we see, from the way Moshe and Aaron relate to each other, what's the primary middle of a brother? The primary middle of a brother is not like a father and it's not like a son. The job of a father maybe is to instruct or look after his sons. The job of a son is to learn or maybe to learn his father. When it comes to two brothers, the beauty of the relationship between brothers is the fact that each one can be there to celebrate the simcha. Each one can be there to participate in the success of their brother. Because when a person does have success, and when a person does feel a simcha, so there's a natural feeling within the person that they want to share it. They want someone to feel the simcha with them. They want someone to share the occasion. And that's the job of a brother. Moshe and Aaron were perfect brothers. Each one could see his brother's success. Each one could enjoy his brother's rise to greatness. And be them for them to share it as a brother. And that's how the Pasuk starts. And it's so beautiful. And it's so special. When two brothers are together. They're also together. They're each there for the other one also. That's the perfect relationship between brothers. And now, with that understanding, let's go back to the story of Yosef. There's sometimes that a person is given a unique mailer. A person rises to a level which no one else gets to. As it was by Moshe when he became the leader of the Jewish people. Or as it was by Aaron when he became the Kohen God. But there's some occasions in life when everybody has a chance to be Oyel Nagdullah. When a person gets married. So it's a simcha, which everyone is a to. 
It's a time when he rises to a certain level of greatness and the chosen is like a daim melech which everybody can be which everybody has their opportunity. And therefore, what Binyamin was saying, I never saw his chuppah and he never saw mine, was I never had the opportunity to celebrate with Yosef as a brother. I never had the chance to be with him and his greatness. To be there for him when he had his simcha. And he wasn't at my chuppah either. He never had the chance to celebrate with me. And that's what brought Yosef to tears. More than any of the other names of Binyamin's sons. Because this is something which Yosef always lacked. Yosef had never had a brother. We see from the very beginning when Yosef had his dreams, which were prophetic, that he was going to become a king. And Yosef goes and tells the dreams to his brothers. And how should brothers have acted? On hearing that their brothers promised opportunity to become great, it's foretold that he's going to rise to rulership. They should have been happy for him. They should have been there to share the simcha. Been supportive as a brother. But no. That's not the way they felt. They were jealous of him. Do you think you're going to roll over us? And therefore, even though Yezir had been promised, so to speak, that he would reach greatness, his brothers weren't brothers. They weren't there to be with him in celebrating their greatness. Yosef goes down to Mitzrayim. And years later, Yosef is elevated to a position of power. He's appointed as the viceroy of Egypt. He's fated around the country. He's given all the control of the finance and the food of Egypt. And let's think for a second. Who's there to share it with him? Who does Yosef have who's going to be there to celebrate, to feel the simcha with him? Who can he feel that is there that really and sincerely wants and enjoys him simcha? And the answer is no one. Yosef was all by himself. Yosef had never had a brother. And therefore, when Binyamin comes along and tells him, he says, what I miss about Yosef that I never had the chance to celebrate his success. I never had the chance to be with him in his godless. In other words, we never had the chance to act as brothers. And that was such a true point, because that's what Yosef was always missing. A brother. And that's what brings him to tears. And we see from here a point. The Shevis Achim Gam Yachad. The beauty of a relationship of brothers living together is firstly, brothers who can share each other's joy. Brothers who can be there in the simcha. There's also a concept of a brother who's there to help a person withstand difficulty. A brother who's there to comfort in a time of hardship. But that's the second point. The first requirement of a brother to be there when a person has a simcha. To feel his success. To reflect his enjoyment. His happiness. And this original point, which was missing, in the relationship of Yosef and his brothers, 
was a starting point which could eventually lead to the rift which would develop in generations, centuries later in Kla Israel, which would cause a level of sin aschinam that would bring down the base of Middash. And the remiss that's already in the passion. After revealing himself to the brothers, it says Yosef cried in the neck of Benjamin, and Benjamin cried in his neck. And we would explain that our pipshat as crying of joy, as crying of togetherness, that they had reunited after so many years. But Chazal said differently. Yosef cried in Benjamin's neck because he foresaw the base of Migdash which would be built in the Chalik of Benjamin would be destroyed. And Benjamin cried on Yosef's neck because he foresaw the Mishkan which would be built in Yosef's Chalik and would be destroyed. Why now, at a time of the reunification of the brothers, was it a time when they were crying about the Khurban? And the answer is the Sisat. Because within the mistake of the brothers of Yosef, already lay the seeds of what will cause the Khurban. And as we know, the Khurban came about through Sinas Khinam. The Khurban came about through the division between people. The starting point of that of that sinas chinam is the fact that somebody can't appreciate his brother's success. Someone's jealous of his brother's tzlacha. Someone isn't there to to participate in his brother's simcha. That's how we find the tafka the time of the korban was misayrer was reawakened the tefi on the brothers of Yosef. And that's why Dafka in the time of the Khurban was the terrible Gzair of the Ten Arugay Malchus. Of the ten great Tanoim who were killed as a Kapara for the ten brothers. Because when Klai Yisrael had reached that lowest point, that the Sinchinam was such that it would cause the Khurban, it was Misairer, it reawakened the original Tvir in Shemaim. Of what was the first seed, so to speak, which led to that Khurban the way the brothers treated Yosef. And that's why now was a time when Yisrael had to mechaper by raising ten of the greatest chachamim for that original mistake. And the mistake was even before they sold him. The mistake was from the very beginning when they couldn't appreciate, they couldn't enjoy with him the fact that he was going to become great. They weren't the Moshe of Aaron, who were Samach Belibam, who were happy for each other, who rejoiced in each other's success. It caused the opposite, it caused jealousy, it caused a separation. Therefore, to finish where I started, on a personal note, the fact one has a simcha, one feels how everybody shares in it, participates in whatever way they can. Takes the chalik and the simcha, definitely adds to the simcha, but it definitely also reinforces the feeling. Brothers who can enjoy each other's successes, brothers who can share the bread and share in each other's simchas.